1: Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD.
4: By the way, I uh, just was thinking, Dan, getting a cup of tea back there. Uh, Jim asked me, what I covered Taylor Swift if she does come here? Uh, I'd like to do the news conference and ask a question. I covered Paris Hilton right. in the Strawbridge's perfume section. Came here on a Friday night one time, back when she was like the most famous person in the world. Did not get to ask a question, though.
5: Ms. Hilton, what do you think? What would you ask her, though? Like, uh, <laughs> she just, yeah. She's just very shallow. There's yeah, not much well, depth there. Yeah,
4: well, do you think there's a lot of depth with Taylor Swift? Well, eh? believe it or
5: not, Paris, now there's a lot of depth. She's like a businesswoman, and she's really right. taking herself out of the limelight, and she's doing well for herself. But back right. then, it was just like, oh, you, know, you it reality were, It was
4: an interesting crowd. I'll tell you off-air, the demographics of the breakdown of this thing, it was pretty obvious to me. <laughs> but behind the perfume counter... With two guys with no necks that were like 6'8". You know? <laughs> All right. Matt Zucker is a former program director at WWDB. Moved to Israel. We've told you before he has one of his kids, I believe one, in uh, service in the IDF. And periodically we've talked with him about on the ground. It's been a while. Uh, you know, they follow here what Biden's doing, what the media here is doing, etc. As this uh, continues, the hostage is. We just had more details the last day or so and more eyewitnesses to what happened on October 7th, particularly the attacks on women. Let's go to Matt on Talk Radio 1210. Matt, welcome back. Thanks for joining us today. Well, Thanks
2: for having me, Dom. I really appreciate it.
4: So, uh, Matt, uh, since we've spoken, give us uh, your sense in Israel. What are some of the biggest developments over the last couple of weeks?
2: Well, you know the, the, you know, the only story in town until Friday really was the hostages and getting mm-hmm. them returned and the temporary cessation of hostilities. I don't even like calling it a ceasefire. Um, and, and that was, man, that was a really hard time on this country. It was like psychological warfare. You know, everyone was very happy for these families who were getting their loved ones back. But then you start hearing the horrors of what happened to them. And then you have the families who who don't get their loved ones back, wondering about their loved ones. And then you have the entire country who has loved ones in the Army um, sitting here knowing knowing that Hamas is rearming and that this will probably cost more soldiers' lives. It was really really not a great time, I think, in the country.
4: That's got to be a really, really difficult uh, call there. How about the United States? Are people there believing that the Biden administration is calling the tune?
2: (laughs) Well, Tony Blinken was on national TV last week threatening us and everyone was hip to what he was saying. You know, it wasn't too tough to decipher that message. Um, uh, The sellout is in the process and it's like, Biden has already, you know, he came out solid in the first few hours, I guess, before his handlers got to him. He talked about the atrocities going on. He even made reference to the inflated death toll out of Gaza because all the um, Gaza administrative health numbers are all Hamas numbers. And then, and then we read in our papers here that he apparently had to backtrack and apologize to some key American Muslim figures because they were all bent out of shape about him uh, I don't know, calling Hamas uh, lying terrorists, mm-hmm. uh, and now we're being told that we need to watch our civilian casualties. You know, first of all, Tony Blinken admits, in one hand, that Hamas hides in civilian population. So, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, they have command centers and rockets and hospitals and schools, but you can't attack them."
4: Hey, Matt. Let me let me There's ask you else this: else What? what world. <laughs> yeah, Matt, let me ask you a sense of um, something. Yeah. Um, You might have a better handle than I. Uh, That was still a lot of airstrikes, even though there are substantial Israeli IDF on the ground going block by block. And the airstrikes are where you can't be, obviously, is more precise or they're hiding among people. What's the feeling on that? Do people question that at all or do they just trust they're going to be as precise as they can?
2: Oh. Our population 100% knows that our military is being as precise as it can. And i got to tell you, it causes some consternation here. There are people that don't want to go through all that. What are we, you know, at what human cost on the Israeli side are we paying? Uh, We go through, you know, the whole deal. They let everybody know with text messages and roof knocking and, and all that, that no other army on this planet does to their enemy. Right. But we have to do it. We're held to a higher standard, uh, you know, by the rest of the world. I don't I don't, I don't recall, um, you know, Ukraine having contingency put on their, their uh, military aid. And I'll be honest with you, when this whole thing is done, I hope to heck Israel cuts ties with the defense agreements with America. There's uh- no reason why we can't be independent it is a net yeah. negative for us and we're going to get we're going this is an election year and you have the Hamas wing of the Democratic Party who are going to scare the hell out of the Democrats and Israel is going to get stuck right in the middle.
4: How about the Iron Dome? It seems to be if I, you know, and you're there, but overall better now. When I was there, it seemed to be impregnable. I mean people right, we had experts on around it and it did a good job, but the initial attack when you flood it with enough rockets And nothing really is going to stop that. How are people feeling about that? And also this report, sadly, Matt, unless there's difference in the country, that um, they had inklings of this type of an attack about a year in advance.
2: Yeah, you know, listen, I I think all of Israel is kind of unified on that. Everyone knows something happened, right? It was the most surveilled border in the world. Mm -hmm. Something happened. We got to get. We have to get through this first. There's going to be plenty of time to figure that out, for sure. For sure, heads need to roll. There's all kinds of stories about warnings ignored for this reason or that reason. And to be honest with you, that's a distraction that no one can afford right now. Um, we'll get. We'll get there eventually. We just have to defeat our enemies first. So.
4: And the feeling is then, no matter how long this takes, once and for all, because the numbers. You know, and these numbers are difficult. The belief I saw a week or so ago it was pretty. Consensus that maybe they've killed twenty five hundred of direct Hamas out of twenty to thirty thousand. So it's uh, a long way to have any real impact to stop them.
2: Well, listen, um, the the advances into southern Gaza and Khan Yunus have started. So Hamas has had plenty of time to embed themselves in the in the so called civilian population down there to really maximize uh, the death toll for the cameras. And, uh, it, and, and that's, that's the sticky wicket. We know it's coming. We know it's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of dead babies on TV, probably a lot of fake dead babies too. Cause you know, the Palestinians love to do that, you know, wrap up dolls and stuff. Um, but Hey, we didn't start this fight and guess what? We can never, ever, ever have another day like October 7th again. And, Israel is unified, that this war is not stopping until that's over, and it really doesn't matter what America says.
4: Uh, Matt Zucker so, with us. I don't know
2: how that's going to play out, Matt. I don't yeah. know how it's going to play out. It will be very interesting.
4: Matt Zucker with us, former program director, WWDB. Matt, you still have relatives in the area, your wife, I assume, too. And uh, just over the weekend, we saw the latest angle to this. There was a precursor. They put out a list of Jewish businesses, prominent, mostly restaurants, and now they started to harass and go after uh this one um, Goldies uh in downtown Philadelphia. You saw that? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was that made the news here too. Um right, Michael Salmanov, yeah, who's yeah, one of Philly's biggest restaurateurs, yes. who is uh Israeli by birth, raised in America. Yes. This guy, by the way, is no is no Palestinian baby killer. This guy is like you know, he, he has Arab relations here in Israel. He runs food tours and embraces the Arab culture. One of his restaurants actually sells wine from some country called Palestine. You know what I mean? But it doesn't matter yeah. because these people, it's not about Israel. It's about Jews. It is about Jew hatred. And anybody who says they're pro-Palestine is so full of crap, I'm sick of it. They don't give a rat ass about the Palestinians. They hate Jews. End of
4: story. Hey, Matt, on a personal note, too, now your son in service, I think it's one, right? What's the latest with him?
2: Yeah. My my one son is serving on the northern border, um, which doesn't get a lot of press. It's like this is like a low-intensity conflict going up there daily, um, anti-tank rockets from Lebanon and mortars, uh, daily exchanges. It's just a tense situation. So the, the fight really hasn't started, but there's no... Quiet. It's just uh, tense for everybody. You know the soldiers. The soldiers want to want to basically fight or go home. Um, but that's another thing. The Lebanese border, um, America is putting a lot of pressure on. You know, it's it's apparently up to us to keep Hezbollah to keep the fight from starting. And Hezbollah every day throws artillery away. By the way, UNIFIL, the United Nations interim force in Lebanon, another useless UN body. Right. They're supposed to enforce Resolution 1701. No Hamas between the Latani River and the Israeli border. Yet Hamas fires rockets from right in front of U.N. positions. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Down in Gaza. You know, the U.N. facilities are full of Hamas down in Gaza. I'll be honest with you. If I ran the show, the U.N. would be shut down in Israel, thrown out. And I would tell them, guess what? If you're between us and Hamas... Or us in Hezbollah, you're a legitimate target. I'm just like I'm so well, sick look, of the world. We want to ki-
4: we want to kick them out of New York, so you know we don't want them anywhere in the U. S. <laughs> hey, Matt, but, it, go, go ahead.
2: Yeah. I just want to say one thing. The one thing that Israelis know is that by and large, the American people we we feel the love. Bipartisan a problem with the youth. This we know, but we feel the love from the American people. What is up with the government? A completely different story. But we really appreciate your support and everybody else's support.
4: Matt, thank you. To be continued, anytime you want to come on, just let us know. We'll get an update. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Don. Matt Zucker, former PD at WWDB with uh, something I've got a lot from listeners uh, over the course of time, uh, actually having somebody embedded there in Israel. Dan just gave me this. Uh, Yeah, more breaking news. Uh, this is from the New York Post. Might be a Miranda Devine Miranda Divine, uh, call out there. President Biden received a recurring payment of $1,380 from his son Hunter's law firm beginning in late 2018, shortly after a bank money laundering officer warned that the same amount was receiving millions of dollars in Chinese government-linked funds without any services rendered. A bank order shows that uh, Osweco PC set up a monthly transfer to the then-vice president with a voided check for the future president <laughs> included in the documentation released Monday by the House Oversight Committee. You know, Dan, we filed this under. We've been saying all along. All right, we have a little bit of sound we'll play. If you have one questionable, I forget the phraseology they use, suspicious uh, banks that they're supposed to report it. They've had literally hundreds, if not thousands, the entire operation of the Bidens. And look, I may be petty and all I know, people, oh, well, Tom, don't worry about Hunter. He's not the big fish. No, no, no. I want to see him in jail, even if it doesn't lead ultimately to Joe Biden. It would be, it's a day of celebration. I've already thought about it. I'll invite you out, Dan, whatever you want. Hunter Biden in jail day. Let's celebrate. <laughs> An annual event.
5: Uh, They're called SARs, Suspicious Activity Reports. Yes, SARs. Hundreds of them. All
4: right, here's a little bit of sound on this, uh, telling us what's happened here with the House's release.
5: Yes, this is is James Comer, his work on it.
6: Now, Hunter Biden's legal team and the White House's media allies claim Hunter's corporate entities never made payments directly to Joe Biden. We can officially add this latest talking point to the list of lies. Today, the House Oversight Committee is releasing... Subpoenaed bank records that show Hunter Biden's business entity, a Wasco PC, made direct monthly payments to Joe Biden. This wasn't a payment from Hunter Biden's personal account, but an account for his corporation that received payments from China and other shady corners of the world. At this moment, Hunter Biden is under an investigation by the Department of Justice for using a PC for tax evasion and other serious crimes. And based on whistleblower testimony, We know the Justice Department made a concerted effort to prevent investigators from asking questions about Joe Biden. I wonder why. The more we learn, it appears the Justice Department was trying to cover up for the Bidens, until brave IRS whistleblowers came forward and a federal judge rejected the sweetheart plea deal. Payments from Hunter's business entity to Joe Biden are now part of a pattern, revealing Joe Biden knew about, participated in, and benefited from his family's influence-peddling schemes. When Joe Biden was vice president, he spoke by phone, attended dinners, and had coffee with his son's foreign business associates.
4: All right, we know that part. So thank you, Representative Comer. Thank you, Dan. Again, we continue the uh, drumbeat on this. And thank you, Earl. Earl of Tacconi chipping in with this, all right, and monitoring our uh, or waiting for his chance in studio to give us his uh, great sports quote.
5: Yes. Well, so the Dom Giordano program—we're doing a special, mean Earl. Uh, right. It's going to be the Earl and the Te- Earl and the Tacconis uh, Christmas album. <laughs> So uh, Earl came in a little bit early today, a big fan of the show, and he's sitting in studio, and uh, that's prior to us at 3 p.m. laying down some tracks. All right. Get that album out there, Dom. You looking forward to it? Uh,
4: Absolutely. Good. We'll have to get that out there. This could be a uh, first, the first album of the Dom's year. Can I get to do some of my best impressions on it?
5: Uh, Sure. Yeah, there you go. Like Rich Little coming in, you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) variety show all right and uh, here's jim, tom giordano well we
4: may have to have jim kelly actually do the professional version of
5: Ooh, this
4: yes yeah. uh, we have not like a whole intro written up and everything maybe we do perfect. it as a merrill reese uh-huh. jim, uh jim um rocky day here that gave us thank you for your suggestion the side question today great sports movie quotes what's your all-time line from rocky the very best does jim kelly think is the all-time Rocky line. I don't know why he was in transit from somewhere. I caught him in a hallway here. What What great...
3: i know, uh, I'm sorry good. about all that. You know, <laughs> like, I had to run down because I had
7: to learn, you know, My headphones were at the corner. You know what I mean? We got to do
5: what we got to do, you know? He sacrificed himself so Earl could have some headphones. Look at, oh, Rock, okay. look at Rocky always being such a all champ right, over then, thank here.
4: Thank you, Rocky. I like how you blended all that in. Yes. Uh, there's several Rocky quotes out there. There's a lot of them Rocky, still out what do
5: you think there. of the stabbing at Macy's?
6: Uh, you know what? I gotta tell you, you know. I mean, you're sitting over there doing all this and doing all that. Why don't somebody just get crashing around all? There's no go.
5: Yeah, I like oh, that, rock.
6: You know what I mean? Like you know you need you need to get somebody
7: like Club Lang up there. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> what you need to get, you know. Why don't you try to go at the club like that? You know what I mean? (laughs) It looks like I'll find the power. Clover running uh,
5: a security amazing. Yes. Yeah, that's what we need there.
4: (laughs) But uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer, Dan, has finally given us their coverage of the story. They don't call them, as Steve Keeley does, loss prevention guys. They just say security guards. And apparently they say this clown got kicked out comes back 10 minutes later, and just launches his stabbing. I I mean, it's just, where did he get the knife then? Did he have it? It, 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 And watch, their coverage will be minimal on this. You know why it'll be minimal? Because he didn't have a gun. He stabbed one guy to death, then another critical. If he had shot them, oh, in Center City, shoppers, gun, the whole thing. Front page.
5: So you're telling me, so reading it just directly from the Inquirer, shortly before 11 a.m., a man attempted to steal merchandise, specifically hats from the store at 13th and Market Streets. Initially, when security guards confronted the man and retrieved the stolen items, he left without incident, but then 10 minutes later, he comes back, approaches the guards, and starts stabbing.
4: Yeah. A little bit unlikely, but uh, that's the Inquirer coverage. We'll see what Kiwi
6: says. So the guy gets away with it. Okay, he gets away. He walks out of the store. He has the hats. Nobody's saying nothing. No, I mean, no, the hats are The hats, gone. hats
4: are retrieved, but
5: they don't... he's getting away without any problems.
6: So they don't arrest gonna, him, right? Yeah.
4: He's going to come back again. They're oh, thinking, what well, what they do don't do have a rest pack. Hold him until it, a cop gets here. Yeah.
6: Right. If I walked into a Best Buy right now and yeah. decided that I wanted to grab some stereo equipment, do you think I would get away with it? Well, it's... No doubt, it. It's, it's
1: grassing yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, odds on... I don't, I
3: don't
4: want to don't give the listeners what? any ideas. Yeah, you know? no, let's let's yeah, a, let's, let's, uh, let's go back I don't want to be the catalyst here. here. All right, so it's... Uh,
1: okay. no good. <laughs> okay.
4: All right, uh, coming up, this is one of the you-cannot-believe-it stories, and it, it broke loose over the weekend, or Friday, I guess, because this veteran tearfully wanting to know why he couldn't get top-notch or medical care from the VA, and yet the VA has a long-standing arrangement with um, ICE... To process claims for migrant medical care. And it's costing a lot of money. So you know what the bottom line is? I'm not afraid to say, yeah, veterans, go to hell. If you come here illegally, step right up. We got Dr., uh, whoever the most current, prominent doctor. Dr. Oz is going to help you. All right, 855-839-1210. And Dan, Fox, just in the last five minutes, they got the maniacs in front of Goldie's with their graffiti they left behind. And then they pivot to stabbing right in the heart of Philadelphia. How does Philadelphia withstand this type of stuff on a daily basis and not be anything but mediocre? And the answer is it's just going to be mediocre until we get Jim Kenny out of office. The
1: going gets rough, you gotta to make
4: it. I don't know what sports film is that from. Is it Rocky? Four or three or four or something? Karate Kid. Oh, it's yeah. oh, is karate.
5: Karate is a sport? Yeah, it's a sport, right? Oh, yes. Grasshopper. I was. It. <laughs> it's <laughs> up there with the. Uh, yes. Is that still in here? Uh, I got to get the. Oh, tropical. no, it's not. You don't have yeah. the crow anymore. You're doing the crow. Ah, ah, there it ah. is.
4: <laughs> All right. This long standing arrangement. So, a veteran, tearfully, we see this uh, over the weekend. Uh, The executive director of Concerned Veterans for America, and a veteran of the United States Air Force, told Fox Digital, I'd like to understand why the VA is involved with these illegal immigrants. When an illegal immigrant under ICE detention requires medical care, they're typically treated on-site by medical However, if a specialist or emergency care is required, they can be sent to the VA. In such cases, VA contracts... Uh, the ICE contracts with the VA's financial center to process reimbursements to those providers. Now, think about this. This care, you know how expensive this could be if it's uh, more emergency medical care or complex medical care. We're paying for that, and yet we're having difficulties with our own veterans. That's what they're complaining about here. I mean, even for the Biden administration, even for what they're doing at the border. Who knew that? Until this last couple of days, I mean, it was obvious in plain sight, but nobody had publicized it this veteran broke down wanting to know about medical care and hearing the breaking story that the Biden administration then has ICE go to VA medical care. And again, no one wants people to die and all the rest of it. But, doesn't this underline once again this nonsense with being overwhelmed by illegal immigrants, aliens coming to the country, and then taking away from a spot that should be sacrosanct? You're dealing with veterans in their care. And when I honestly, over the years, you don't know how many times we've done shows on this, when you look at the money being set aside for veterans care it ought to be more than enough but the boondoggle the nonsense remember the number of veterans that were dying we went through this mccain investigate the whole thing it all comes back to all this nonsense but this is the latest wrinkle how in the world are veterans essentially put behind people that are here illegally or that money Look, if Biden wants to continue to do this, he's going to have to find money somewhere else. He can't take it from veterans. Well, we're not taking it from veterans. Of course you are. If I have X number of billions and I'm spending some of those billions out of the Veterans Administration budget for those that are here illegally, uh, you, um, ha- you are taking it away. Here is uh, Darren Selnick from Concerned Veterans of America. Was on with Pete Hegseth commenting on this.
3: Hey, Pete, thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, it's happening, and i got to tell you, when I found out about this a few weeks ago, it made me mad. And everyone I've talked to as a veteran, it makes them mad. VA's mission is to serve veterans. It is not to help ICE and the Border Patrol, which we have the documents which are on, the, on their websites, and from a memo, it's not to help them go ahead and process medical claims and pay medical claims and make it easy for the uh, unauthorized migrants to get health care and dental care. So what is happening is, and look, uh, as someone who's a former senior advisor in the Trump administration um, at the VA and advisor at the White House, I would have stopped this. We would have stopped this because it's not right. The mission of the VA is to serve veterans, not to serve unauthorized migrants. And so what's happening is, and, and we have this from the Undersecretary of Health, he's put out in a video, which I've seen, hey, make it hard for veterans make it hard for veterans to go ahead uh, and get community care. But at the same time, they are processing for 2022 161,000 medical claims and paying those claims for unauthorized migrants. Um, meanwhile, veterans are having a hard time getting health care. Uh, they're literally dying because they can't get mental health in a timely manner. Um, they, can't, they can't get cancer treatment. Uh, bills are being sent to them because they're not paying the providers on time. So it's make it hard for veterans They've told the staff to do that, only default to the VA um, community care when you have to. At the same time, they're helping Border Patrol and ICE make it easy button. Easy button for unauthorized migrants, hard button for veterans. It's got to stop. Congress needs to investigate this. Uh, last year, orchestra said in testimony that they were working with the VA uh, to go ahead and do, expand this, possibly in medical centers. We don't know exactly how deep this is. It's got to be investigated. It's insane. It's be stopped. That VA employee yeah, you're talking about said... said-
4: This is hand-to-hand combat. Now, sometimes the moral position and the political position align. They align here. Trump had a great record on veterans, would not allow something like this, obviously. This plays into so many things. Obviously, if you are, there's no Mayorkas can sit there and do his dummy thing and the whole thing. They ought to impeach him anyhow. They, They ought to start with him. To send a message, you're not going to completely get away with this. But if this is accurate, and there's no reason to doubt, this guy sounded very calm and uh, deliberate on all this stuff. And there's paperwork indicated, but 162,000. And again, this isn't meanness or lack of sympathy to people coming here. It's more abundant evidence, though. This is where their priority is. And if that's your priority, that's fine. Let the Democrat Party, let progressives line up With those that are legal immigrants, take preference over this, over veterans. Make it hard on veterans. Why is that? Well, you're trying to stay within the budget that you have. And you have 162,000 cases he just talked about. Just imagine how enormous that is. We already think it was substandard over the years, treatment of veterans. And again... Now we're piggybacking in there with people that are here legally. You hear what he said, too. It's an illegal immigrant. Easy button to push. Yeah, that happens. Get the person taken care of. Uh, veteran, make it harder because we have to provide for this 162,000 other cases. You literally can't make this up. You just cannot fathom they would be up to this in plain view. And if this is further investigated, Republicans on top of it, this is, in addition to a moral wrong, this is the type of stuff that you run on. This is this type of stuff that you push back. This is this type of stuff that you would think would reach persuadable people. Everybody listening now would be outraged. But I'm talking about people that are more in the middle. You know, they're back and forth. They're not paying attention, whatever. And you tell them one party, their priority are the people coming here illegally. You see this in Chicago. You see it in African-American neighborhoods. They're outraged. Why are we being inundated with this? Then they try to blame Governor Abbott. They want to keep it in Texas. Those towns there go to hell. 70,000 more are going to be dumped in. You see what Martha's Vineyard did. They want a virtue signal. They don't want to pay for it. And they want to take away from veterans. Everybody has always known the Democrat Party does not have a sterling record when it comes to the military armed forces, etc. They can paper it over a bit. They try to deflect you by saying, how dare you say that? What do you call this? Love to hear from some veterans, your experience with this and uh, the ability to deal with this or not. We'll, We'll continue with that. But coming up, thrilled to bring you Mark Halk, who is suing the federal government for the weaponization of the DOJ, FBI, and I think even the state police were there. I hope he sues Pennsylvania, too. He's one of our candidates for Person of the Year. Don Giordano your show. Uh, by the way, that uh, kid that uh, had the headgear on the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, was slurred by Deadspin—it looks like his parents are going to sue Deadspin over. Good, this, at least the threat's out there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> God, eleven-year-old
5: running a Yeah, East when it's West when it's a now. kid,
4: and uh, we all remember Nick. The smirker. Nick Sandman. Sandman uh, got big money from three or four news organizations. Well, somebody else is suing, and this is a good thing. Now, this is a little bit harder. Uh, and he is one of our candidates, one of our nominees for Person of the Year. That would be Mark Halk, who came to uh, international fame because of the weaponization of the DOJ, the FBI, and even the Pennsylvania State Police showed up. One Sunday morning, because of a dispute, this is what I would offer as an expert witness, Dan. Mr. Giordano, how rare is it when Larry Krasner wouldn't go after a guy like Mark Halk and the charges were dropped? Well, Your Honor, there's not a snowball's chance in hell that Larry Krasner would do. He did it? Yeah. Well, then why is the federal government prosecuting him? Larry Krasner wouldn't? Man. Let's go to Mark Halk here on Talk Radio 1210. Mark, welcome back. Thanks for joining us.
7: Sure, Dom. Thanks for having me. Great question you ask about Larry Krasnick. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, feel free to use that in the legal case. So uh, uh, feel free to call upon me, too. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll certainly get a win here. So, Mark, uh, <laughs> what's the basis for the, the, the main thing of the overreach of government is one of your campaign now running against Brian Fitzpatrick? Sure. Weaponization of the government as a point of emphasis. What exactly are you alleging in the suit?
7: Sure. Well, the the foundation of the original complaint, and there will be more complaints filed, but this one has to do with prosecutorial misconduct. Essentially, the, the governor we are claiming that the government, um, and, it, and it begins with you know us even telling the government that that we would come in peacefully, and there's no need to bring a, a, any agents out to our homes. And the government refusing to do that, so prosecutorial misconduct. They, it was an egregious violation of our of our rights. Uh, it, it's all laid out in the complaint. Uh, but what we had to itemize in this initial complaint was the degree of damages that that we could quantify. Essentially, you know the the the, the trauma to the family for sure, but uh, the lost if income, uh, you know the the reputation damage and all those things that you can somewhat to a degree quantify with as it relates to my uh, my profession. Nonetheless, uh, we will follow up in April. The government has six months to reply to this complaint. But in April, we will follow up with something that will be a, a filing that will deal with the punitive.
5: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight,
3: the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and
6: Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling
2: your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Damages
7: that the government uh, should be responsible for.
4: Well, give us a sense. Now, people know about the trauma with their kids. I read a little of this, just the news coverage, about the pointing of weapons and things of this nature. I mean, it's bad enough, heavily armed beyond belief and a great number of men, but also the actions uh, inside the home and all you seem to talk about. That is something that is complete weaponization. Sure. So,
7: you know, the, on the day of their arrival, of course, it was uh, dark o'clock, 645 in the morning. My children were all asleep. And so, uh, you know, the the danger that they put them in, you know, the, the government by showing up with the artillery that they had and the M16 guns that went, pointed at me and then my wife and then my kids being downrange as the guns entered the home. Uh, look, the, the trauma, we all have PTSD. The trauma that's related to that It is beyond measure. But I I think what I always point out to people is my wife and I spent 15 years uh, homeschooling our children and keeping them safe and protecting their innocence. And what the people need to know, and I think even in this upcoming election, is that the government, the weaponization of this government, the Biden regime, stole that innocence in an instant with that reckless decision. And I think that's the heart of of this lawsuit.
4: Uh, Mark, is this a contention with Brian Fitzpatrick, though, back and forth? Do you see him as someone who, what, hasn't been strong enough in this issue?
3: Well, well,
7: look, I mean, from a personal level, as his constituent, uh, Brian did not condemn it. You know, I saw him at the State of the Union shortly thereafter my acquittal. He did not ask me how I was doing, how my family was doing. Are, Are you guys okay? Is there anything I can do for you? So just on a personal level, as a former FBI agent, um, you know he he didn't not publicly condemn what happened. So that hasn't really come up yet. I'm sure it will come up as we demonstrate how different we are from Brian. Uh, if that happened to one of my constituents, that's the first thing I would do. Obviously, I got to gather more data, and I, and I understand that you have to gather data. But once you figure out what happened, then you say, hey. Uh, this is an overreach. Uh, I'm this person's congressman. Uh, What can I do to help here? Mm -hmm. Uh, He didn't do anything. He was completely silent on it.
4: So when you go around, in addition to this, this is a major marker for you, a brand, if you will, even though very serious. What else are people talking about out there in the congressional district? Because I don't see Fitzpatrick as being off the mark on inflation, for example, which is the overriding issue against Democrats, it's not a signature of his bipartisanship. I guess, for one of a better word, would be. What sure. are you hearing in the district as you campaign?
7: Sure. Well, look, and Brian and I don't disagree on everything, right? You know, he is he is a Republican to a degree. I mean, his voting would reflect otherwise. But uh, when it comes to the district, what I'm seeing is people excited for change. I'm seeing people excited uh, to just have. a a different representation, not only from a taxpayer standpoint as it relates to sending our mother our money over to overseas or sending our mother overseas. How about that? Sending our money overseas uh, and how that would save our our district. But I think people are just excited in general for uh, the representation to be more honest, have more integrity and to actually follow through with what you say you're going to do. And that's exactly what people are excited about, more so than the inflation.
4: Uh you've raised according to one news report where this uh, article appeared uh, Mark about 100,000 he has allegedly a 5 million uh, do you have a website sure. where people can help you out in this
7: Yeah sure of course we don't need 5 million we'd love it but uh you know we got Three and a half, four months, where people can go to hulkforcongress. <laughs> and they could support us. We're hoping to raise about a half a million dollars. I think that's what we're going to need. So we're we're getting there. We're 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 slowly but surely. But you know what? The good news, Dom, is we're receiving support from all over the union, you know, all over the republic. So uh, you know that's exciting, and I'm happy that people around the country are excited about this race.
4: And Hauk, for listeners is spelled H-O-U-C-K, H-O-U-C-K. Now, uh, Dan and I nominated you along with a couple of other people as the person of the year because this story is just almost made up. It's a made-for-TV movie of where our government's gone. And that's why I kiddingly talked about Krasner. When Larry Krasner will not prosecute someone who is diametrically on the other side of several issues with him, meaning you, and it says, ah, it's just a sidewalk thing, move on here, That's that's a marker, Mark, is my point of how far the government has gone in this, how much of a spectacle they would create. But even strategically to make this, even if they're morally bankrupt, strategically, there's no way they should come to your house thinking that's going to send a message other than the message to get persuadable people to say, I may differ with Mark, but this is way over the line.
7: And and that's what we found is that a majority of people, you know, across the aisle, uh, atheists, uh, non Christians have reached out to me in this past year saying, Hey, I don't agree with your politics, but what happened to you should never happen to an American citizen. So look, I I think it's it's you're really unifying to a degree, which is great for the campaign, uh but yeah, to your point, um, you know, this this leads to collusion, right? Did Larry Krasner know? And was he told to stand down? I mean, these are some of the cases that's being made in the complaint that the government uh, uh, polluted with uh, local authorities and uh, told them to stand down so that they could come after this, uh,
4: ah. this man
7: from Bucks County.
4: Yeah. yeah. Um, you still go on Wednesdays or most Wednesdays to the abortion uh, center? Yeah, I'm there
7: every Wednesday. Um uh you know, God willing, I, I can be there. Uh but yeah, usually every Wednesday I'm there and you know, just doing what we do, right? Exercising those first amendment rights.
4: And any uh you know, are there some people uh, okay with it now after the lines have been set here pretty quickly?
7: Well, as far as as far as people, I mean, like it's it's been status quo. There's it's nothing's okay. changed there. I think what good what good has come from it is Bruce Love's no longer there he 's not allowed back he was the man that was yeah. involved in the case, but also the people that work there are more aware of their of their role and they they actually have a it 's defined now for them, and that came out in the in the in the cure case so that now that no one's rights are really being trampled upon uh, from a First Amendment standpoint. They're actually standing down, which is a good thing.
4: Absolutely. Well, Mark, thank you. Thanks for bringing this lawsuit. And uh, this is going to be a very interesting race with Brian Fitzpatrick. And you're on the short list here. It's not Time magazine, but our person of the year is one of our uh, highest honors. And what you've gone through and coming out the other side here is very, very important.
7: Well, thank you for Army, Dom, and I appreciate it. And, uh, let's talk again soon. God bless we you. We will.
4: Thank you, Mark. God bless. Mark Halk here on Talk Radio 1210. Uh, so far, Dan, the big three, Scott Presler will be here at 2 o'clock today, the rock star of mailing balloting. You can't make this stuff up. you got to see this guy in person. I wish I had the capability of videoing I don't know. I don't want to bring video equipment into Kensington, though. It's a little bit uh, dicey.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's not No, Oh, not.
4: When Sam said it's a secure lot, and I saw this big iron gate that goes up and down, like 10, 15, 20 feet high, you know? Like you put a riot gate up on a business. That's what it's like for the parking so how did lot. So how'd
5: you get... Did you drive down Kensington with... Um, did you see uh, Skid Row at all? No, I did not, because no? I
4: had to get uh, downtown. I mean, this is the glamour. If I was at the Faith and Discovery Institute, too, there at noon... And I had to get a sandwich for Roe, so I ate my sandwich while driving.
5: That's yeah. lunchtime on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, sounds, yeah. What was it? Turkey? No. Oh T- wait, no. You, it was tuna. 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 It, it was, was Joe Cibilia's order. It's turkey. Yeah, that's right. Plain yeah. cheese, uh, yeah. and
4: I was fine with it. But great folks over there, by the way. The museum going uh, tremendously, and a listener, I'll show it to you. I don't know if I want to put this up on Twitter. Did a she had some? Have you seen this where they can Photoshop you to make you look twenty
5: years younger? Yeah.
4: Yes, that worked. Except my eyes were all like I had too many wonky wines. eyes.
5: Yeah, no, not good. Yeah, Have you I, done it with yours? Yeah, I did it with mine. Yeah, 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 yeah I did it, uh, and, and I look really good uh, if I lost some weight and put on some muscle. I just can't find the motivation to do so. <laughs> but, like how they did me was like they, they put yeah. me in like a model's body with my head on it, and oh, okay, I look fantastic. But
4: no, this was the real me. The, the with age twenty one. years, yeah, yeah. taken off. Yeah, the hair was still perfect.
5: Did it look like say.
4: you twenty years ago? Uh I, the eyes are all weird. Yeah, I know they can't yeah, get the top. eyes right. It's yeah. probably uh AI, yeah. All right, uh eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. Scott Presler, you gotta go when this guy he's he's gonna be at the gun show. This is a draw, Dan. Mail in balloting and guns. What is Jim Kelly gonna say about Jim Kenny gonna say about that? <laughs> and uh speaking of Kenny, he told the inquirer his legacy is he always cared. No that's, no, that's not even true. Yeah, no, that's not even true. No, no. I thought
5: you said you didn't want to be mayor. He, he always oh, yeah carried. He
4: didn't want to be mayor. Yeah. And he said, that. No, I don't want to be mayor. Jeff Cole was great on the scene there, prying in as soon as he said he was right in this six inches away. <laughs> Would you say that again? Yeah, I really don't want to be mayor. And he started laughing about it. My God.
0: They're running a strange program, y'all. It's
5: stand time. I can
0: handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says.
5: With on. <laughs> That's right. It's that time in the afternoon that producer Dan takes over the Dom Giordano program for some Dan time with Dom. And, Dom, today we have a friend in the studio, uh, Earl of Taconia, king of fungus, sitting right next to me. How you doing, Earl?
0: Uh, doing all right. Uh, now that the uh, restraining order that Dom has against me has expired, I'm <laughs> out of the studio.
5: Well, the thing is, you can't see visually, but there is a big pane of glass, and we are in a separate Bulletproof. room. Proof. And, and an alarm did, yes. did go off. Yes. On Dom's keychain when he did get too close to him sitting in that's the same true. studio.
0: That's true, yes. Well, normally these things renew on their own, but uh, <laughs> what it is, uh, Larry Krasner doesn't like me, and uh, he hates my guts. But he hates Dom's guts even more, so uh, that's why it hasn't renewed. i love to, the to see hero. the
4: enemies list over at Krasner. Uh,
0: did World.
5: Krasner let all your uh, restraining orders lapse, Dom? Is that what's happening Apparently, here? that's
4: it. <laughs> uh, yes, I uh, think uh, he's probably shopping at Macy's at this point.
5: <laughs> But, Tom, Earl is here. Here's a little sample of what's to come. He he hit me up a little bit ago. Earl, you're obsessed with Christmas music. I listen year-round to it. It's almost like you're a a Santa kind of... Do you play Santa ever? Uh, No. No? Um,
0: It it occurred to me, I I joined a group where a bunch of people, we collect Christmas uh, music. And after a while, it occurred to me, I have all this music and I've never listened to it. I've got hours and hours of music, so I decided I'm just going to start listening to it year round. I take a you know a four or five hour road trip, you know, every now and then. So yeah. instead of listening to the radio, I'll just listen to Christmas music. And thank
4: you for giving me as a Christmas present all kinds of stylings of the great Neil Diamond, Ooh. which Dan still is not on board fully with Neil.
5: No, I I told you I I can't get behind Neil Diamond. It's it's just okay. Tom Jones is okay, but it's just Neil Diamond. There's something about a. I think it's just Sweet Caroline, man. Oh, uh, yeah, well, that's It just kills valuable, me. Yeah. It kills his entire act for me. But, uh, Dom, here's a sample. So what happened? Because Earl's listening year-round to this Christmas music, he gets, you know, Dom Giordano program kind of content in his brain, but then he hears the Christmas music and comes up with something like this.
0: Have a Larry Krasner Christmas. It's the best time in the land. You can steal whatever you feel, long as it's under a brand. Have a Larry Krasner Christmas, and oh you can't God. walk down the street. You might get shot in a parking lot, or get carjacked. Ain't that sweet? Ho ho, progressives snow. stuff should be for free. You have insurance, give your stuff to me. Have a Larry Krasner Christmas, and in case you didn't hear, Christmas time is a time for a cry like the rest of the year. So that's the
4: sample. That's the single, the
5: that first single is off the album.
4: Tremendous! This is a breakthrough for this show.
5: Uh, but Don, today we are going to be recording ten tracks, maybe more than ten tracks, uh, and doing we, an entire album of. Uh, we got to
4: get this out to conservative
5: Christmas songs with a
4: cover. People can uh, put that up on uh, base, uh, Twitter. By the way, Dan. Um, on Twitter, who was winning between Tom Hanks and
5: uh Yeah, it's not going my way today, Dom. It's really not. I'm pulling it up now. Yeah. Jack Nicholson sits with seventy two point two percent of oh. the vote over Tom Hanks. We asked who's a better actor, Tom Hanks or Jack Nicholson head to head. Yeah. Nicholson seventy two point two percent. Tom Hanks twenty seven point eight prior. You said that was gonna be thirty-five to sixty five, and for a while, uh, it yeah. was actually sitting at exactly thirty five sixty five. So I'm amazed it's you, even that
4: high. There you go. All right, anything else more in Dan well, that's a full day and time with Dom today. Yeah, one more thing I got yeah. for you.
5: Uh, the, the, um Squid Game. I, I don't know if you watched Squid Game when it first I came not. out, get my to poop too. There's a lot of uh, you know You had to read, and it wasn't fun. But they have now put out a reality show in the vein of Survivors called Squid Game the Challenge. I was trashing it at first thinking, how are they going to do Squid Game? Squid Game, it's a competition show where everyone died. How are you going to kill people on television? What they do is they take ink packs and make it look like they're being shot when they are indeed eliminated. It really does uh, create the illusion of, uh, you know, the the actual game going on. And I highly suggest the interpersonal relationship similar to Survivor. You really get on Team X or you start supporting a certain person. It's a lot of fun to watch and there's some politics that come into play. And and one of the things is a a social justice attorney who just completely shows her true colors. And it's great watching as a conservative because you're like, you, you know a lot of, these far-left progressives have this underlying evil behind them, and it really comes out to show for this one character. So I, I suggest Squid Game the Challenge over on Netflix. But that's all I got for Dan Time with Dom today, Dom.
4: All right, coming up, we're going to talk. with He's really a star in an arcane thing. Mail-in balloting now gets people crazy in Kensington over the weekend. Big crowd out. Scott Presler, one of our candidates for Person of the Year, and he's coming to the gun show in Oaks. Does Jim Kenny know that? Also, the uh, head of elections in Philadelphia pushes back against President Trump. Wait until I tell you about Lisa Dealey. Maybe if you listen all the time, you know the little secret there. Because Trump said he wanted followers to go into cities like Philadelphia, he named, to guard the vote. Could that really happen this time around? Well, it would mean you have someone there who's from Philadelphia... That watches the voting process on Election Day.
1: Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till three. From Talk Radio 1210, WPHD.